The Lord be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictates and the law of the Lord. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people, Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let us set the stage for this glorious feast of the presentation of the Lord while we had that procession with the candles, while we lighted them, and then we processed in solemnly. But again, to penetrate these mysteries, we always, always have to delve deeper into what's happening at the time of Jesus. Think back to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 10. The presence of God has left the temple. Remember, the holy temple in Jerusalem is the most sacred place. It is where God literally dwelt among the Jewish people. That was what marked the Jewish people as different than everybody else. They had the true presence of God in the temple. But like every human thing, we fail. Because remember, the human heart is wicked. That, if you ever look around in society, what is wrong with everything? It, it will never be who's in political power or what, what party uh, politically you're affiliated with. Whatever, whatever, whatever all those human institutions are, and they're great, the problem is that every institution, you know what's wrong? It's me. It's because my heart is wicked. And so the Jewish people constantly fail, and in the book of Ezekiel, we see they start to worship other gods, idols. And so out of punishment, God leaves his temple. And it said, it outlines that God, as his, as his presence lifts and it leaves, and you can see this in, again in Ezekiel, it lays this out. 
he leaves towards the east gate. Keep that detail in mind, the east gate. So as, as Ezekiel leaves, it's, it's devastating for the Jewish people because that, what marked them as special is now gone. But God never forgot them. Always remember that. As we hear beautifully in the readings today how God allows suffering in our lives to purify us. Remember a few weeks ago I said suffering is a gift, as painful as it is. Because God allows us to be tested out of love, not out of punishment. And so now, out of Ezekiel, the presence of God leaves towards the east. Malachi, the first reading today, was written around the year 550 B.C. And the prophet Malachi is prophesying one day it will return. The presence of God will return as he sends his Messiah back to us. And then how that all works out at the time period, they had no idea what that looked like. But so there's this expectation, this desire, one day God's presence will return through this mysterious figure of the Messiah. So all of that is floating in the background. And look at here the beautiful example of Simeon. Simeon was devout. For centuries they've been waiting for the return of God's presence back into the temple. And Simeon all day long, he's one of those, in a sense, those, the, you know, those Christians or those specialist Catholics who are sitting in the pews just all day long. <laughs> you, know, you know, people... So I live here, so I, I always see who's here all the time. <laughs> and so it's beautiful when I see constant faces just constantly here all the time. It's, it's like clockwork, and it's beautiful. Because every time I see Catholics that are always in here all day, all, all night, I'm like, ah, you remind me of Simeon. <laughs> because all Simeon does his entire life is just hanging out in the temple, praying and waiting. <laughs> because God had promised him that one day he will see the salvation of the Lord before he dies. So here's Simeon, an old man. And then Mary and Joseph walk into the temple, carrying the baby Jesus. Look at his heart would have exploded. I bet you he would have said this in tears in his eyes. Now, you may let your servant go in peace meaning I can die in peace now. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. You see what Simeon that saw here, and we show this as we light those candles and we process it into the church to mark this beautiful day when our Lord returns to the temple. Do you see what just happened here? The prophecy of Malachi, of all the prophets of old, when God had left his presence, now returns as a little baby. His mind is blown. No idea God's presence returned like that. And Simeon recognizes Jesus, the return of the presence of God in a radical new way. And even more beautifully, this will finally culminate 
Do you remember, back, think back to Matthew 21, when Jesus is standing on the Mount of Olives. So, to think about this geographically, so the Holy Temple, it sits on a Temple Mount. There's a valley, and then there's a Mount of Olives. And so if I'm standing in the Holy Temple and I turn towards the Mount of Olives, guess which direction I'm facing? East. And so as Jesus descends from the Mount of Olives, he's coming towards the temple. And when on, on, on Palm Sunday, when we celebrate with the palms and we lay it all, all out, guess which gate Jesus enters from? It's called the Sun Gate. It's towards the east. So Jesus re-entered Jerusalem from the east. So the same direction where God's presence leaves in Ezekiel, towards the east, God leaves towards the east, Jesus now triumphantly returned from the east. They see all of this is now coming together for the Jewish people. They're saying, finally, God's presence is back. See, again, why? Suffering will always trick us to thinking that God has abandoned me. Don't ever believe that lie. Don't ever believe that lie from the devil. God promised he would never leave us. I'll leave you with this one final question. Is there any promise in the entire Bible where God lied, where he did not fulfill the promises he made? If he did, Please point it out. Because as I study sacred scripture, he's been faithful to everything. 